0: Ross Show. I am your host, Adrian Ross, and I'm glad you are tuned in for another episode. And today's topic is a rather touchy one. We're going to talk about the N-word, in particular, how it relates to President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Now, if you get your information, your news from the mainstream media, you may not have even heard about this. But uh, you're going to hear about it today. We know that the mainstream media love to cover up for the left, for quote unquote progressives. That's what they do. They carry their water. Okay. But today let's dig deep into this topic about Hunter Biden. What happened is his laptop revealed the use of the N-word in text messages with his lawyer, who is white. But he's using that word, the N-word. Now, I'm going to say the N-word instead of saying the word itself. I'm I'm new to the podcast world, and I'm not quite sure how that would go over, and I don't want to be censored, and I don't want all kinds of trouble. So generally, if I were quoting, I would, I would go ahead and say it as a quote. But uh, just to be on the safe side, I'm going to say N word or something like that. Okay. You know what I mean when I say the N word. All right. Now, Hunter Biden again used that word speaking to his lawyer, his white lawyer, and used it as if it was just okay. And we'll talk about why he seemed to think that was okay. Later on. But for now, I want to talk about why there doesn't seem to be an outcry. There doesn't seem to be outrage over Hunter Biden's use of the N word. Where is the outrage? Where is Black Lives Matter? Where are the protests that we've been seeing? Just tearing stuff up all over the place. Where is Vice President Kamala Harris, who is constantly touted as the you know, first black vice president? If she said anything concerning Hunter Biden, if she has voiced disapproval, then I've missed it. If she said something recently, I've totally missed it. But all I'm hearing right now From people, I'm hearing crickets. That's what I'm hearing from Black Lives Matter. I'm hearing crickets, even from the president. Now, mind you, this is his son. But we know that we have a president who seems to fancy himself some kind of uh, black police officer. You know, the black police, the people who sort of gauge how black someone is. I'll, I'll take you back to when he said that if anyone was having trouble deciding whether to vote for him or to vote for Trump for then president Trump then then they they ain't black. Which I found interesting because I don't really need Joe Biden, white Joe Biden to tell me how black I am. He's got some nerve, okay? To come out of his mouth and say if you're having trouble deciding who to vote for, then you, as a black person, then you ain't black. Well, thank you, Joe. I will take notes from you about how to be black. Actually, I didn't have any problem deciding. It was a no brainer for me not to vote for Joe Biden as black as I am. But he's been silent on that. Of course, again, this is his son, but he's got so much to say about you know, quote unquote systemic racism, and he's got so much to say about who's black and who isn't, and yet his son is running around spewing the n word. So you know, you could at least say, I, you know, he's a grown man, and I don't agree with what he said, or or something. And Kamala, I mean, Vice President Harris, where are you in all this? Why don't you have anything to say? Black Lives Matter. Why don't why don't you have anything to say? Where are the protests? Where are the defund the police people? Just crickets. So why isn't there an outrage? Let's talk about why there isn't an outrage. There isn't an outrage because folks are hypocrites. Can we just get real? All the woke folk, white and black, who supposedly are all about the uplifting of the black community. And, you know, they want to tear down statues of, 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 of leaders who had anything to do with racism. And they want to cancel everything and, and rip up history books and, and all this stuff. They want to defund the police, keep them out of our communities and all this stuff, all the vocal people. Ain't saying jack because they're hypocrites, y'all. If you thought that these folks loved black folks, if you thought that they were in all their reparations talk and all their systemic racism talk and all this, if you thought that that actually meant that they cared about black people, here's your exhibit A. Let me tell you when they do care. They care when it fits their agenda, their political agenda. That's how the left works. If it doesn't fit their political agenda, they don't care. It's not about the betterment of people. It's about their agenda. So they're so woke, right? Yeah, they're really, quote, woke These folks are asleep when it comes to standing up when they're supposed to be standing up. They have nothing to say. They are hypocrites. Okay. And this is why I say, hear me clearly on this. This is why I don't get excited when I hear talk about we're going to sit down and we're going to discuss race. Let's have an open, honest discussion about race. And I just, it's like, you know what, people? Stop. Please just stop. You're not ready to have an open discussion about race. You're not ready to be honest about race. You're not. And that's why I think it's an absolute waste of time. Sounds so admirable. We're going to sit and we're going to talk about these things. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're not because you're not going to be real because you're hypocrites. You know, it reminds me of how, you know, you, you, you hear, um, you, you know, I might, I might've said something about the fact that, man, I want to go get my hair done. And it doesn't matter what hairdresser I have. They can't show up on time. They overbook and we're a mess running on CP time. And we wonder why, as black folk, we can't get anywhere in business. Now, that's not my current hairdresser because I just found another one and she is on point. But I've pointed out before, I said, no matter where I go, what, what is our problem with business? And then I get folks mad at me. Mad at me because I point out, why are we late to everything? It's CP time, we call it, colored people time. Everybody heard of it. But then when you bring that out to have this open, honest discussion, folks don't want to talk about that. Oh no, 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 don't touch on that, don't touch on that. They get offended. How are we going to get anywhere if somebody won't be honest? If we want to be hypocrites and pretend that we don't, we don't know that there's a problem. Not everybody has the problem, but it's it's a cultural thing that we all we we even joke about it. But then when we want to get out and have one of these open, honest discussions, we want to act like it doesn't exist because we don't want anybody touching our stuff and stepping on our toes. It's hypocritical and it gets us absolutely nowhere. That's just an example of how not to have an open, honest discussion and how to be hypocritical. And such it is when we talk about about who's who's prejudiced, who's racist. And then we have these open, honest discussions again. And black folks won't say, you know, you know, when behind closed doors, we we talk about stereo. We got stereotypes for white people, too. We say things about white people too. If you're not going to be honest and you only want to talk about what's done to you and what's said about you, and you're not going to be honest about what you're saying, then we can't have an open, honest discussion and we're hypocrites. And that's what we're dealing with here. With no outrage, with no outcry, with just silence. Basically about the situation with Hunter and what he said. And I'm going to say this, if you've heard about this, you've heard people say, listen, if Trump, if former President Donald Trump had been heard saying the N word as Hunter Biden was, you know, come on people, you know it would hit the fan. And if you say it wouldn't, again, you're being hypocritical. Because we know if President Trump, if a President Trump's son or daughter as Hunter Biden is President Biden's son, still, you know, it would be chaos like you would not believe. And if you say it wouldn't, you're flat out lying because you know that that would be the case. And while some people on social media, on Twitter, for example, have called out Hunter Biden, you've got the other people who normally would be completely outraged at the N-word, defending him, saying, well, Hunter Biden doesn't hold office. So, you know, hey, really, So all the protests and the defund the police and tearing down the statues and canceling this and that and all all those 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 only those are reserved for people who hold public office. When Al Sharpton opens his mouth or Jesse Jackson opens his mouth or Black Lives Matter open open their mouth, it's, it's only because of somebody who holds public office. No. Absolutely not. The outcry is there Period. Like I said, when it fits the agenda. But now with Hunter Biden, because his father is on the left, and because y'all don't like Trump, and so y'all were glad to vote for Joe Biden. Oh, now you don't have to say anything because it's he doesn't hold office. He doesn't need to hold office to be held accountable for you to call him out. And when you don't, you reveal yourself as the hypocrite you are. Simple as that. And while I agree that President Biden is not his son, his son is grown, I agree, but I am still saying it's hypocritical not to call his son, who has no office, who is grown, who is not the President of the United States, it's still hypocritical not to speak on it, where you voice no outrage, but you can't wait to find fault in other areas. Other areas maybe where you should find fault. Some areas you're jumping the gun. And you don't even know what's going on. But you got something to say. But not now. Because it doesn't fit your political agenda. So all the big mouths have nothing to say. Why? Because folks are hypocrites. So let's just be honest. Why don't you say... I just don't care about black folks if it doesn't fit my politics. I really don't care. I only care if someone says something such as the N word or something that I'm going to twist to fit my agenda. If if it's a person I don't like. Now, if I don't like you, then I'm upset. Then I'm marching. Then I'm tearing down businesses. Then I'm acting a fool. But if I like you or I like your daddy. Oh, I like the the side of the aisle you're sitting on. Well, hey, we're all good. You don't care, which means you're part of the problem. How do you sleep at night? Well, I guess if you don't care, you sleep at night, right? So there's there's the hypocrisy, and that's why there's there's no there's no outrage. Now, here's the second point I want to make. I already said why there's no outrage. Now my question is why, how does Hunter think that it's okay to use the N word with his, you know, white lawyer over text message? Like most people know that that just doesn't fly. And most people know that that's just that that you you don't do that. He felt he obviously felt comfortable enough with this lawyer to use that word. Now, I'm going to start this part, this portion with this. I don't know if Hunter is a racist or not. I'm not here to call him a racist. Uh, I don't know. You know, some references to the text messaging, you know, I don't I don't even get. But some references are clear. I mean, he, he uses it, you know, like black folks are using it like, you know, my in, you know, my, my brother, my, my friend, my, my homeboy, he's using it. Like, unfortunately we see black folks using it. So from what I see, the part that I can follow, I don't necessarily see evidence That Hunter is a a racist. I don't necessarily see evidence that he's not. I don't know. And that's really not even my point right now. My point is that racist or not. We know that there are some places that certain people shouldn't be stepping. And he stepped all up in it. And obviously felt comfortable doing it. Like it was okay. So why does he think it's okay? To use it that way even like you know my 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 brother why does he think it's okay i'm tell you why because we have demonstrated when i say we i mean black people we have demonstrated that we have no standard in terms of the use of the word we don't have a standard and if we don't have a standard How do we expect someone else to have a standard? What do I mean by that? We as a people have embraced. I haven't. But you know, many people have. Have embraced using the N word like it means something cool, something my friend, something like my brother. And we just all willy nilly with it. We have no standard. And if you think that doesn't stand out to people, I'm take you back many, many years ago, many years ago. I think I was in high school. And there is old these old white people, old white ladies who happen to hear black people using that term. With one another. And the one black lady says. They call themselves that. I mean, mind-boggling. And you know what? Every person who's using it like that should be a shame. This, this, this woman can't wrap her brain around. As a white woman, older white woman, she can't imagine how black folks are saying, oh, what's up, my aunt? Oh, ends be bugging. Oh, yo, ends, we be, you know. What? They call themselves that? Clearly not understanding that in, in the minds of those who are saying it, they're using it in a different way but should we really be using it at all we've embraced it we have no standard many people about it now let me let me throw this in i'm not i want to make this clear i'm not talking about, about a literature i'm not saying that we you know there are you know to kill a mockingbird for example the greatest novel ever written everybody knows i feel that way about it and you'll find the n word in there and I'm not talking about banning that. That's being quoted as people, were, as people spoke during that time period. It is depicting the time so you can sense the time. So I'm not in favor of banning literature because it has the N-word used in context of the time. Making that clear. I'm talking about people who are just using it with no regard for history. With no regard for the price that people paid to eradicate that. No regard. Just end this and end that. And I'm, I, you know, it's sad that we have no standard. And I taught, as you all know, if you've listened to uh, my my episodes, if you know anything about me at all, you know, I taught in the public school, English, in the public school for nearly two decades. Okay. So I am accustomed to hearing students throw that out there. And I'm also accustomed to stopping them and saying, look, this is unacceptable. And giving my history lesson about why it's unacceptable and saying to them, listen, are, you know, those who have fought, those who bled, those who gave it all are turning over in their grave. And they're thinking as they look at you, I've said this to students, as they look and listen at you, they're saying this is what I paid it all for? So that they can then just, oh, what's up, my end? And I would deal with them with that. And you know, I I I would hear this excuse often. Well, I'm not saying in er, I'm saying in uh. Have you heard that before? Have you heard that excuse before? I'm not saying in er, I'm saying in uh. And I'm like nonsense. You're saying uh at the end like you say all your words. You're not pronouncing them properly. Just like you say he's bigger, he's smarter, he's faster. Many people just don't pronounce the ER. That's the same thing you're saying but you're going to sit up here and tell me that it's different because you're saying uh and if you notice from the text messages from Hunter he doesn't use the ER. He uses the A at the end. So I guess he can have that same excuse as well. Is that why they're not outraged? Because he didn't say in er, he said in a? Nonsense. Bull. There's no standard. And that's why the, the old lady says to her friend, they call themselves that? Like, how, how ridiculous can you be? So we don't have respect for ourselves, we don't have a standard, and we expect someone like Hunter Biden to respect us. You don't respect you, but somehow I'm supposed to respect you. You don't care enough about you. To care about those who came before you and paid the price. To care about the history that's wrapped up in that. You don't care enough, but you want somebody else to care enough. Or you don't care, like is the case with hypocrites. But then you get mad at other folks. Because they use it or they say something that you just, you just, oh, they're just racist. You don't care. But I'm supposed to care more. I should not have to care more about you than you care about yourself. Now, saying that, Hunter Biden should know better. Obviously, he shouldn't be saying it. I don't think black folks should be saying it either. But he sure enough shouldn't be saying it. And he knows that. But again, maybe he's following your lead. Because you don't have a standard. Again, hypocrisy involved. No standard coupled with hypocrisy. Here we are. Let me tell you, when I first started teaching, my first my first year was the 96-97 school year. Hudson, New York. It's my first day. I was teaching ninth and 10th grade at the time, 10th grade honors. The rest were ninth grade. That was before I transitioned to teaching seventh grade. So ninth grade, 10th grade English, the first day I parked my car, first teaching full time teaching job other than the summer school job that I had prior to that school year. I get out of my car and I'm walking toward the door to enter the school. Kids are already there because the school buses dropped them off at all kinds of hours, as you know, early. And as I walk toward that front door down the path, the students begin to applaud. Applaud. That's how I started my career entering the building with applause from black students because I was the only black teacher. And I was it was my first day and they applauded me. I'll never forget it. And it spoke volumes to me, it spoke to me how much it meant to them to have someone who looked like them to identify with them. It, it mattered to them. OK. And I remember students saying, man, does this mean, you know, during, during the uh, inside, during the cl- course of the, the the class, I don't know if it was the first day or what. But I remember a student saying, man, does this mean we're going to do Black History Month this year? We're going to celebrate Black History Month because such and such teacher always says, you know, we don't have time or whatever. We talked about that. And so we can talk about Black History and Black History Month at, at some other time. But I recall. When dealing with Black History over the years. With students, not just in the high school that where I taught the first year, but the junior high. I remember, you know, you hear kids say things like, oh, you know, these teachers don't want to do nothing for black history. And, you know, so and so is a racist and they don't care nothing about blacks and what we, you know, all that. And I'm just going to be honest. This is not everybody, but I'm going to be honest. So, okay, here I am. And we're talking about something to do with, with black history or accomplishments of black people. And then it's the next day It's time. OK, take your homework out. I can't tell you. Again, this is not everybody. This is not a knock on all black people. I'm not even into that. But I'm telling you that there would be a lot of black folks, a lot of black students who didn't bother to do their so-called important black history homework that the other teachers so-called wouldn't do anything about. Again, I'm talking about hypocrisy. I'm saying that you're complaining because nobody seems to care about your history. And yet you get an opportunity to learn some things that you say people are, are not allowing you to learn or not at least not teaching you. They don't value. And then you don't do anything. You're the one. The white folks got the black history homework done and you don't. But you want them to care more about you than you care about you. You want them to embrace your history more than you are willing to embrace your history. I say again, if you don't care, why should we? There's no standard. So so why should Joe why should Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden? If, If he's if he's taking his lead from you, what else is he going to do but do what you do? And you're throwing the N word around all nilly willy because you have no standard. But you want somebody else to care about the history attached to it. But you don't care. I mean, come on. Not only do I see it in Hunter Biden, but let me tell you, I, I, I never thought I would. I, I didn't think I'd see it, but, but I did. That not only did, did I have to deal with black folks who were using that and trying to help them to understand why it was not appropriate. I still remember once or twice a white student using it like Hunter Biden used it. My and my and, and using it. Hunter was using it with this white lawyer. I'm talking about white folks, white folks. Students using it with black students and the black students not being upset at all about it, not being offended at all about it. And I inquire about it. And it's because it's like, yeah, well, you know, he's that's my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? If he says it, it's okay, But, you know, somebody else says it it depends on how it's said. And I, you know, I'm I'm a talker. I'm a questioner. I have had great relationships with my students and some are grown now. And I still have, you know, great relationships with them. And so. I, I'm listening to what they're saying, and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's high, you know, because he's my end. And then the white kid's saying it, and I'm thinking, y- you're all out of the lane. Nobody should be using it, but definitely there should be some kind of standard here where this, how is it that this white kid thinks it's okay? Because you have no standard. And he's taking his cue from you, I guess. And so Joe Biden's son Again, it's not Joe Biden. It's his son. But again, if it were Trump's son, you fill in the blank. So my point today that I want to point out, number one, where's the outcry? Why is it crickets? Why are these voices that are so vocal, usually not saying anything? And the answer is they don't care. They're hypocrites. They only care when it suits them to care. All this talk about how black folks are being treated. All this talk about how corrupt police officers are when you got a handful of police officers perhaps doing, you know, what some things that are like, whoa. Out, outrage. But all you know, defund you all the police. Because they're so vocal and the tear down stuff and statues and this and that and just getting rid of, you know, I mean, just lost our collective minds in many ways in this. But that's because it was politically advantageous. But you are willing to be sold out because of it's the president's son and he's on the left and you didn't like Trump. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. So that's why there's no outcry. Because folks are hypocrites and the bottom line is they don't care and they don't want to have real conversations about it. And number two, how in the world would a Hunter Biden think that it's acceptable to have even done that? Even though it's his laptop, even though it's his text message, message, even though messages plenty and even though it's his lawyer. He thinks it's okay because we've made it okay because we have no standard. We have no regard for history. And yet we want somebody else to care more about us and more about our plight or whatever you want to call it than we do. More about our history than we do. And that's why you got folks saying they call themselves that. Yeah. And Hunter Biden is thinking they call themselves that. I can call myself that. There's no standard anymore anymore. We got to get ourselves together. We have got to get ourselves together. I mean, black people. I mean, white people. I mean, people who hold public office. And I mean, people who don't. Such as Hunter Biden, who's got all kinds of stuff he's dealing with. And this was the icing on the cake. I, I. That's really, these are my thoughts on this. These are my thoughts. We need to be real. We need to have a standard. We can't expect others to have one. And when we have one, we need to stand up for it. This selective outrage has got to stop. Let's be examples of the right way to do some things. We can't call out everything, but there's some things that need to be called out. And there's a standard that we need to have. Race relations right now are off the hook, off the hook, and yet when people should be somewhat off the hook about something, not tearing stuff down and all that, don't get me wrong, but should have something to say, like the vice president of the United States, the you know the first black vice president, and like her, her president, our president, Joe Biden. <laughs> Who obviously knows more about being black than I do, apparently, according to him. They don't have anything to say. And all these Black Lives Matter folks with their their masks and their T-shirts and 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 all that. And they got nothing to say. Not good, folks. Not good. We need to turn this thing around. Well, having said what I had to say, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode of the Adrian Ross Show. As a reminder, we talk about everything from A to Z. I'm on it. I'm not going to be put in anybody's box. We're going to roll with it. And I'm so grateful that you're rolling with me. Please, if you are enjoying these episodes, would you go to Apple Podcasts? And leave a rating and a review. I would really, really appreciate it. Also, you can email me at adrianrosscom at gmail.com. adrianrosscom at gmail.com. Feel free also to go to adrianrosscom.com. My website, adrianrosscom.com. I also have an online column adrianrosscolumn.com as well as an online school for those of you who are interested in writing a book for example I do have a course online called the 10 surefire steps to writing your masterpiece and that is at adrianrossacademy.com as well as another a free course that I have on there as well AdrianRossAcademy.com So thank you again for joining me and I will catch you on the next episode of The Adrian Ross Show. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at TheBMGNetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.